Is this, is this a good- ad for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry. I, I, I'm sorry i'm sorry just just, just like is this the ad for pringles or, is, or... <laughs> that's a good question good question okay. um okay do you want to do the one for pringles first um yeah yeah i, I do kind of want to do one for pringles okay. I'm, I'm feeling i want to do that one while i'm fresh <clears throat> pringles because 50 years ago it was cheaper to make this shit out of cardboard <laughs> Okay. Do you want to try another? Just a, like you want to do a few, or is that you feel good? Uh, no. I, I'll, I'll do one. More. I'll do one okay. more. I'll do one more. Back when Pringles were uh, new, it's uh, actually no. Never mind. Never mind. No, I'm, I'm, done, I'm done with Pringles. Yeah. All right. Um. I, okay. I'll 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 throw one out there just to get, again like an A and B. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Okay. Pringles, the press board of chips. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really think Pringles are made of flakes, just smushed together, like yeah, potato flakes. That's it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. It like okay. okay I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Pringles, the IKEA furniture of chips. <laughs> <laughs> Great. You do have okay. to assemble them yourself if you want to do like the duck lips. That's your own thing, exactly. You know, so, yeah, totally. Yeah, and if and if and if you look too close, if you if you really get in there and mm-hmm. look, you realize it's just like chunks of other shit mushed together with glue mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah it's actually that's pretty accurate yeah stand uh, across the room it. when you observe your pringles just the way you do mm-hmm. your uh your your billy bookshelf <laughs> definitely we are also and re and actually sponsored by <laughs> uh pickney ben distillery i i have i finally cracked into the gin and tonic the canned gin and tonics oh, here oh my goodness man it's so good Mm-hmm. Those are the first ones. The first ones in my belly when I got those. Those were delightful. It's nice. They're like they're kind of tart, which mm-hmm. I wasn't really expecting. And that's mm-hmm. a nice. That's a nice little uh, nice little add on. Their tonic syrup is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this comes in a can, so I didn't have to do anything to it, which is awesome. I didn't have to make it. I just had to get it out of the fridge and, mm-hmm. and crack it open, which I love. Mm-hmm. I love that for me. I love that for everyone. Mm-hmm. Now, if you pick me, Ben, if you want to do a seance but don't have a Ouija board. Try Pinkney Ben Gin and Tonic. That'll get you. That'll help. God, Axel, <laughs> we're fucking... doing business here, Axel. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Nothing. Nothing. He's fine. Mm-hmm. He was. That's just, great. He's chat. Okay. Um, Pinkney Ben Gin and Tonic. It'll 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 help you. It'll relax you to the point of spirits, but it won't. It won't open up a portal to a demon dimension like a Ouija board will. Pinkney Ben Distillery. All the spirits, none of the demonic possession. What do you think? It was good. No, I, I, that was that was probably the best one yet. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> great. I mean, we're like you know forty five episodes in, and we're finally starting to get the hang of these things. So, I mean, minus the cat, yes, but again, he's not going to be here forever. Feeding the cat before the podcast. It's not going to matter. No, it's really not. <clears throat> Coming downstairs, me like one bowl of food. Fuck you. Where are the other are five bowls here? of food? <laughs> Look at us in our Cardinals gear. Even though the season is. <laughs> just yeah, I I know. I've been like it's just like a, a weird. 
don't even know. What's what? What does the word "ennui" mean? It sounds like an. It feels like an ennui. What does "ennui" mean? I'll tell you what it what it mean. It so one time I used it in college in a paper, um, mm-hmm. and it means kind of like in limbo, um, which is kind you know. And I used it to mean like boredom sort of like you know you know feel yeah. a feeling of like drifting boredom and the professor was like ennui means boredom this is wrong and i said first of all it doesn't really mean boredom and second of all it is how i meant to use it yeah. <laughs> so fuck you you dipshit so according to <clears throat> oxford languages i guess sounds bad. Uh, go on a feeling of listlessness mm-hmm. and dissatisfaction arising from a lack of occupation or excitement so it's not it's it's like it's boredom, but it's like the sad feeling from being bored. It's like you know that you yeah. should be spending your time doing other things, specifically mm-hmm. watching Cardinals baseball. Right. Yep. Yeah. And you're not. So that makes you sad. Oh look who's look who's here. Hey look Axel. Who's here. Hey shithead. Hey, what bud. are you doing down here? Well, you, did you you he's getting his food. Look at him go. I know, see? Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know why you expected him not to come down here when you <laughs> gave him food. No, I, I mean I'm fine with him being down here. He's a cat. He's silent naturally. Mm. Actually, no, I, I I should I should correct myself. One of the things about cats, your cats aren't old, right? Your cats no, are relatively new. No, they're four. They're spry. Yeah, exactly. So one thing about old cats is that eventually cats get loud, even just walking around. Like you know how cats are like you know they're always sneaking everywhere, yeah. even if they're just you know just like walking from like yeah, the litter box to the yeah exactly. So our cat. I can be sitting downstairs and I can hear him come down the stairs from the second floor to the first, like from the basement. I hear this like, kabump, kabump, well, that's, kabump. is it, it's because he's fat. Look at, look at him. Look at that guy. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's, he used to do things more sneakily. He's been much fatter than this, but he used to do things more sneakily. Um, huh. But now I, I don't know if he just doesn't care or if like the, the sneaky parts wear he, off. He finally, he finally know. realized there are no birds to hunt inside your house. After 12 years or 15 years, whatever the fuck, he's like, yeah. I, okay, all right, I'm giving in. Yeah, like a squirrel will like hang out on our windowsill three inches from his face through like glass, which he doesn't understand the concept of glass. Sure. He just kind of looks at it and just kind of, whatever. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> like he's feeling some ennui. He, he is. He is feeling some ennui. And he's treating it with uh, with eating food in the basement like I do. Yeah, that's great. You guys have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Now, the, <laughs> that's another layer of ennui because I have a lot in common with the cat, and the cat's going to be dead in like six months. So, yeah. Well, then no. you'll have less in common with the cat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Our paths. <laughs> Two Our paths, paths diverge in the wood, and mm-hmm. uh, and you chose the one that did not lead to to cat death. Yeah. And that has made all the Two difference. Paths. Two paths diverge in the wood. One goes to the pet cemetery. <laughs> or Axel. Uh, all right. Gosh, how should we start this one? <laughs> um, have you ever heard of the Manitou Islands? Manitou Islands? I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Okay. Are because they... I'm a white person and I have the confidence of one. <laughs> I just assume it's correct. Manitou Islands. Are M- they M A N I T O U? Hmm. I have not. No. What state are they near? They are just off of the mainland coast of Michigan. Ah, uh, okie dokie. Yeah. Some of these uh, Lake Michigan islands. Mm. 
So today I want to talk to you about South Manitou Island, which is an island, I think, only in theory, because if you ask me, if it's not in the Caribbean, it's not a fucking island. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, what kind of lake islands and how gross must that be? Like, <laughs> I assume very. Um, if it's not, I, my whole, I, I don't know, I feel very strongly that if you can't, if you can't vacation there in January mm-hmm. and wear mm-hmm. swim trunks at a pool and have someone from the resort come out and make you do pool calisthenics at 8 a.m. before reaching out of the pool into a nearby like pool bar, specific. Gives you a two yeah. sweet uh, pina colada at 8.15 a.m. That's mm-hmm. not an island and that is very yeah. specific, but that's, that's it. That's the narrow, the narrow band of island. Yeah. That's one rule. That's not too many. No, that's just one rule. One, about what it's, an island you know, can it's, it's a long rule, but it's one rule. Yeah. It's one rule. So and this, th- this does not pass it at no. all. It, yeah. In Lake Michigan, you know how cold it is bet- oh, from like August to June. We're going to talk like about one that a lot today, actually. <laughs> where Michigan doesn't suck. Yeah. And it's just July, basically. Lake Michigan is a brutal, a brutal body of water. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna we're gonna spend a lot of time talking about that. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about how bad Lake Michigan is. Strap in, everybody. So, <laughs> this is a ghost podcast, and mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about Lake Michigan and how it makes ghosts. <laughs> so South Manitou Island is one of two Manitou Islands. There is a north and there is a south. Makes sense. It'd be weird if there was like an east and a south. <laughs> it would but be strange. That's fine. Yeah, and they are off the coast of of Michigan. Like I said, now they are islands, uh, but only. Literally, <laughs> only in the sense that they are <laughs> only by definition, like, <laughs> but in reality, I wouldn't call them islands. They are land surrounded by water, so I guess uh-huh. they count. Yeah. Now, in the early 2000s, a man named Neil Carter was on North Manitou Island. Mm-hmm. Neil is uh, he's an outside kind of guy. He does a lot of hiking and running and bicycling and all that, all that shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was on North Manitou Island hiking. And he was waiting for the ferry back to mainland Michigan. Mm, okay. Because that's there's no bridges to these islands. You have to get there by ferry. Yeah. They're pretty remote. Yeah. Like and we'll that'll come up more. But yeah. um yeah, if, if if you're on an island that can have a bridge built to it, I also kind of don't count it as an island. Like that right there. Mm, yeah. That stops it being an island. Yeah. That's that's again, one rule. That's yeah. my rule. <laughs> well, now we have two rules, but <laughs> um so while Neil was waiting for the ferry. He was on the dock and he overheard two park rangers because these these parks now are uh, in the National Park Service, mm-hmm. the National Park okay. System. So they are national parks. So there are two park rangers there and he overheard them quietly discussing a colleague of theirs, another park ranger who the, the night before he was stationed on South Manitou Island. Mm-hmm. And according to the rangers, this other ranger on South Manitou had gone absolutely berserk the evening before. He had run out of his cabin screaming. He had Mm. pulled out his gun. He had started waving it in the air and at the other rangers. (laughs) And he had demanded that they take him off the island. Okay. You may be wondering why he wanted to go off the island. (laughs) This is like pretty much how John, how how like the thing starts. So I've never seen the thing. Is that a good movie? That movie is Is that John Carpenter. I would watch that if if I was gonna watch that movie. I would watch it like nine o'clock in the morning. With oh, your really? mom sitting next to you. It is so scary. <laughs> My mom in particular? Or? Your mom in particular, okay. yeah. Because it's, man, that movie is just really? so scary. It's, it's. I mean, it's very atmospheric. You're, it's the guys who are like locked at an Antarctic research base. Is this the so cover, the movie cover, where it's like, it's kind of blue, but it's got like a, a humanoid shaped thing with like a light yeah, in like, the uh, head. Yeah, like, yep, that's uh, the one. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. 
check it out. So scary. Just so scary. I love that one of the things like the, what having worked at Blockbuster, mm-hmm. the the biggest skill I've come away with from that experience is being able to recreate any movie cover <laughs> between from the years <laughs> like you know 1960 <laughs> to 99. Uh, we should totally test each other on that sometime. Oh, we should. Okay, what, what is what does the cover of Made in Manhattan look like? Made in Manhattan is Jennifer Lopez sitting on top of the skyline, legs crossed with a feather duster. Oh, you're good. Okay. What does the cover of The Core look like? Ooh, The Core. Mm. Is this the one with the like the beam of orange light coming down from, uh, like a blast of that's something else. I think it does. Is I think it? you're okay. right. Yes. I think you're right. Yep. yep. Okay. You didn't even know. Okay. So I like that you asked me something you don't well, even know the answer I, I, to. I, I remember, I think like it has like the, like the earth's molten core in the middle, like a big glowy yeah. part of it, I think. I think yeah. there's like a, a anyway. shaft of the orange, right. like yep. molten, like, yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> um, different podcast. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> okay. yeah. All right. So let's see. So where am I here? Oh, so the, <laughs> God, five minutes in and it's just, this is going to be so long. So the park ranger demands to be left. He's waving his gun at everyone and screams that he has to be off the island because he is fucking sick to death of being tormented by the ghosts. Uh, he comes this realization all at once. It seems like it was a slow burn and it slowly built up <laughs> and uh, he couldn't take it anymore. Because what the park ranger didn't seem to know is that according to Thrillist, which I actually, do you know Thrillist? Uh, I don't. Is it like, is it like Thriller? It, in, in what sense? Uh, it's, it's pro- <laughs> probably in no sense. Probably in no sense. It's a, it's a, it's a publication on the interwebs, but, um, they do mm-hmm. like a bunch of like, you know, here are the top 10, you know, like cool cocktail bars in your city right now and they keep it updated, but it's really good. They do a really oh, nice so job. Oh, so it's, it's really a well website curated. on the internet. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and since it's on the internet, it is true. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can believe it. They named South Manitou Island as the most haunted place in Michigan. In Michigan. Okay. I mean, it doesn't touch Michigan, but that's fine, I, I guess. I guess Michigan yeah. just claims rights to it. I don't... You know what? Maybe yeah. Illinois, maybe... Or I guess probably Wisconsin at that point. Maybe Wisconsin should... I was going to guess it was a Wisconsin siege. thing. Like Manitou, <laughs> like everything up in Wisconsin has that, that, that kind of naming structure. Mm-hmm. So... Let's talk a little bit about the geography of the Manitou Islands and what makes them so yep. conducive to the ghosts. Because what... What mm-hmm. we're going to run up against here is something we haven't, I don't think we've really done um, on this podcast before, at least not at, to this extent, is this is really kind of a ensemble cast of ghosts on this oh, island. Okay. There are okay. so many different ghosts. Mm-hmm. We're going to kind of go through them one by one, and I'm going to give you a cornucopia of hauntings. <laughs> In order to understand why there are so many ghosts, though, it's really important that we talk about the geography of the Manitou Islands. Mm-hmm. Come back with me, will you? <clears throat> the year. Which choice of this? <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> the year is negative ten thousand. Mm, that's not how years work. <laughs> but okay, I went to private school. I don't. I don't know. Uh, about ten thousand years ago, there was a glacier that covered a lot of North America. Mm-hmm. Over time, that melted, and as it mm-hmm. melted, it kind of scraped through the earth. I don't know how that happens, but that's what the I, internet said. <laughs> I, like if I don't see, I, I never said that. Like if I take an ice cube and I set it down on the ground mm-hmm. and it melts, mm-hmm. you know, same same concept. It doesn't like 
cut a canyon or anything. It just kind of gets everything wet. That's true. I now I want mm. like the ice cube. It's not very. It's not very heavy. It's not. It's not like twenty no, not, miles I, thick. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't fit in my freezer. So no. It's it's a small one. But yeah. still, I don't know. If you I put guess. that ice cube on like some sand, though, it would definitely cut a channel. Is it? It's true. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll try that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is science. <laughs> Um, I don't know. A fucking a glacier did its Whatever. thing, and I, yeah. I don't. Who cares? We, yeah, we have, <laughs> glaciers yeah. are gla- look. Glaciers are they're going away soon, <laughs> so I don't have to worry about glaciers ever again. <laughs> so this doesn't matter. Ten years. This is gonna be a moot point. It's gonna be a history podcast. <laughs> um. So the glaciers caused some really strange geological foundations in that part of the country. I okay. don't know any specifics. All I know is one of the things that it, the glacier did was it left these two kind of thrusts of land uh, just off the coast of Maine, uh, mainland Michigan, which mm-hmm. became the Manitou Islands. It filled them with water, of course, which became Lake Michigan. And now there are two islands right off the coast. Mm-hmm. There are actually several islands, but these are the two we're talking about today. <clears throat> yeah. Now, this is toward the northwest part of Michigan. All right. And... Okay. They are, let's see, they, the islands themselves are very close together, of course, south and mm. north and south of Manitou are very close together. Mm. And they are separated from mainland Michigan by a, um, a part of the lake called Manitou Passage. Okay. And it's like Michigan, but there's yep. a little passage there. And sure. They yeah. It's a little fun ferry, name. Yeah. The ferry crosses it to get people to and from. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the passage itself is 16 miles long from mm-hmm. one end to the other. And it's seven miles wide. Mm-hmm. So South okay. Manitou is seven miles from the mainland. The nearest point of the mm-hmm. mainland is Sleeping Bear Point, in case anyone here knows Michigan. I do not. Uh, <laughs> so the channel so it's seven miles away. So this channel is seven miles wide. Mm-hmm. But because of the way that the um, the glacier dragged itself through the mm-hmm. planet, sure. um, of that seven miles, there's only a one mile wide channel that is actually navigable by ships. By big ships. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's very shallow except for one mile. Mm-hmm. So it's very narrow. Yeah. So it's hard okay. to navigate through. Put okay. a pin in that and don't forget it. Because <laughs> it's going to be really important for lots of ghosts later. <laughs> okay. So I, I can imagine this is kind of like a magnet for shipwrecks. Is that what we're getting with this? Yeah. Oh, okay. And even more so than you would think. And we'll talk about why in a second. <laughs> more shipwrecks than you would think. <clears throat> a lot of shipwrecks. Quite a few. So... um. Right now, like I said, the South Manitou, both Manitou Islands, they are um, under the jurisdiction of the National Park System. Mm-hmm. But in the 1800s and early 1900s, it was a really, South Manitou in particular, was a popular logging community. Just mm. a bunch of trees and a lot of mm. lot of people just cutting down trees. And we're going out there just to log, log, log. Log, log, log all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and some fishing as well, but mostly, mm-hmm. mostly logging. Yeah, yeah. Now, steamships would use Lake Michigan to go to and from Chicago from other places. They would mm-hmm. go through the Great Lakes. They would go from the St. Lawrence River. Um, lots of steamships. Because this was before, this was like when the railroads are being built and some of this was before the railroads are built and some of it was, mm-hmm. ha- you know. Yeah. It was, it was as improbable as it sounds, it was <laughs> one of the most effective ways to travel from like, you know, Europe to the Midwest was to go down to St. Lawrence River and do that whole fucking thing. Yeah. So lots of steamships would go. When they would go past South Manitou Island, they would stop for firewood because that's what okay. they did there. 
Yeah. And yeah. these are the woods. They needed wood. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. fuel for them. Basically, like stopping at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Now, they would stop there for the firewood but the problem with stopping at south manitou island is because of the geography of the area there's only one part of the island that was actually possible to make a harbor mm-hmm. and it was the eastern side of the island which okay. if you were looking at a map you would see is the side that is very close to the mainland michigan right yeah so it's probably not the spot you're going to come if you're on a ferry you're probably going to want to probably approach from the opposite side where you've got all kinds of lake behind you well, that would be ideal. Right. But you can't do that. Exactly. So what you end up having to do is find a way to bring all the ferries and all the steamships into one harbor that mm-hmm. is like sandwiching. It's that you have to, so you have to go down that, um, the Manitou Passage, which again has only one mile <laughs> wide navigable channel. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and when is this historically? What, t- what time are we talking here? Well, we're going to, we're boy, we're going to span about a century here, but we're starting in about the mid 1800s. Okay. So probably not a lot of like buoys or anything really to let you know that you're about to get proper fucked with a sandbar. I'll just like, based on evidence, they don't do a great job of telling you <laughs> that this is not, <laughs> you, that you're in the wrong place. All right. So because you have all these ships going basically through this very narrow channel to go around the island to the eastern side, but not so far around that you hit Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's a little treacherous. And so you have a lot of problems. You have ships running aground on the shoals, on the narrow, mm-hmm. on the uh, shallow parts there. You've got ships crashing into other ships constantly, all the yeah. time. Yeah. 1800s boats are probably not as easy to navigate as today's I, ships. Uh, that's you know? certainly yeah. got to be true. But also, like, I just... you. You you can see you can see the world right. You can see like other ships. Yeah. Like how are you? Just don't just stop going that way. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it's like to to be a ship, but <laughs> it feels like if I were a ship, I could have avoided all this. Stuff, <laughs> totally, not a lot of sympathy here. <laughs> if I were the Thomas Tank Engine of ships, I would not mm. have stood for this. Um, and then the third big thing. This is the the important one, I think. Uh, as you know, because you are a former Chicago resident, you know that Lake Michigan mm. gets fucking wild sometimes. Like the water gets, oh yeah, gets just bananas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite, one of my one of my favorite genres of internet video uh, is the video of like Lake Michigan, the huge waves smashing up onto the running the trail. They, oh my God. <laughs> in Chicago people. and like sweeping people into yeah. the lake. Now it is tragic because they don't always live. So it's not my favorite in right. that scenario. Yeah. But when they're okay, yeah. then it's my favorite. Uh-huh. Yeah. Usually the ones they show on the news at night, those are like the funny ones. Oh, they come crawling back yeah. out of the lake. If somebody really gets sucked back out there with their bicycle and, and they don't come back, they don't show that on the news. No. So. But I mean, these are like 20 foot waves that come off mm-hmm. the lake. It's Oh, yeah. It's intense. Yeah. Yeah, with like 33 degree water yeah, and all kinds of like just garbage and dead animals and shit and it just <laughs> knocks you over, like getting hit with a dumpster and then dragged back out into the lake. Oh, you love that. Mm-hmm. So that's happening all over the lake, of course, and uh, and that includes the Manitou Island. So the water is really unpredictable and it's very cold. Mm-hmm. Again, as you know, even in summer here, like Lake Michigan doesn't get warm. It's yeah. always fucking frigid. Like best case scenario, it's freezing cold. Yeah. And that's in like July. Yeah, when I when I first moved to Chicago, made some friends at, at work at the job I'd gotten up there, and one of the guys had a like a little boat, like a little like a ski boat or whatever, but very small. He was restoring it. We go out on the lake one uh, one time, you know, three or four of us, and I wore you know we're going on the lake, right? So I, I wear you know trunks and a t shirt and sandals, yeah. you know, and uh, 
we're you know noodling around for a while. We get maybe I don't know maybe a quarter mile offshore or so, and I said, "Oh hey, do you guys want to go swimming? Do you guys want to jump in and swim? We're far enough offshore." Again, my experience is table rock. Table right. rock. You know, <laughs> you jump you jump into that in you know April, and it's like bathwater for, for some reason, and because <laughs> children like, have peed in it a lot. Go on. Yeah. Yeah, and my and my colleagues here, they're wearing, you know, like windbreakers and cargo pants and hiking boots. And they're like, No, I don't think I want to jump into the lake right now. I said, Oh, you you know, you wusses. And I just you know, took the sandals off, took the took the t shirt off and just dove straight in. And it was like diving into concrete. I just immediately <laughs> it's like I broke my spine the second I jumped in in there. And uh I, it took everything in my body to like swim back to the the little ladder and climb back into the boat, and I and I was like, "It's it's you know the fifteenth of July. What the fuck is going on here?" And they're like, "Did are you, how new are you to all of this?" I bet everyone else in that boat just fucking loved that. I oh, mean, they were so like, no one. No one was going to correct me at all. They're like, oh my god, he's actually doing it. Nobody make no eye contact. Tell him, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> oh. So that's our situation here on the South Manitou mm-hmm. Island. Um, so not only is there a really narrow, dangerous channel with just a heavily trafficked channel, but mm-hmm. also the lake is very unpredictable and dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then on top of all that, so you, so you, it, in addition to all the ships trying to get firewood there and like the ferries mm-hmm. going back and forth, you also had a lot of ship captains who were heading to Chicago or from Chicago who didn't have to go to the islands, but were like, hey, if we take that channel, it's like a shortcut. That'll cut mm. like two hours off our trip. Let's go through. And so it's yeah, just like, so... <laughs> yeah, the Han Solo types. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. So those, yeah, those guys are the ones who are like really burning the candle at both ends to try and get through this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so this was um, this is by far uh, documented as the deadliest section of Lake Michigan for a very long time and it's among the deadliest waters in the entire country <laughs> how many like, shipwrecks do you think is a lot of shipwrecks i would say a hundred shipwrecks is a, I, when you get to three digits mm-hmm. that's a lot of shipwrecks i mean think think like back then you know they they didn't have like a factory just you know stamping out steamships i mean every single one of those boats was built by hand by like 200 people Right. For five years until they finally, you know, christened it and pushed it into the lake and uh, and started on the next one. So it's a lot of time, effort, energy, resources, money go into. Yeah, for sure. To make each one of those. Now, keep in mind, so around the island itself, it's only seven miles from the island to the mainland. So that's not, mm-hmm. a, not a big space. A mm-hmm. hundred shipwrecks in that space would be like. You, it's a dam at that point. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they'd be stacked like cordwood on the bottom right. of the on, on the bottom of the lake. Sure. So there are not a hundred. Well, I shouldn't say that. So, <laughs> given that I, mm-hmm. I, there are over fifty known shipwrecks just mm-hmm. around the island. Okay. <laughs> fifty verified, identified. Like we found these ships and right. wrecked. Mm-hmm. And fifty is a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, and also I mean, they, these these boats, they're not professionally made a lot of times. So I can imagine a lot of boats just kind of bump into another boat and just shatter just, into a thousand pieces. Just disintegrates. <laughs> <laughs> it was really just a bunch of rats sewn together the whole time. <laughs> oh. So there are um, there are a few more. There are just over fifty shipwrecks in just around the island documented, mm-hmm. but 
Um, several experts that I, I read uh, noted there are likely hundreds more that haven't been discovered yet. <laughs> and Lake Michigan is actually, the whole fucking lake is just, it's it's lousy with shipwrecks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there's there's the one just... Uh... How is it North Avenue Beach? Mm-hmm. If you if you get like way up in one of the in one of the skyscrapers, you can see the wreckage yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah, that's it's wild. Yeah. There are so many shipwrecks at the bottom of Lake mm-hmm. Michigan. It really mm-hmm. is crazy, and a lot of them are are <laughs> are centered on on South Manitou Islands. <laughs> um, the other thing about the shipwrecks there, because the water is so cold, because the bottom of Lake Michigan is so sandy and soft, mm-hmm. most of the shipwrecks are actually incredibly well preserved. Okay. So you can still see, as you noted, you can still see, mm-hmm. like, basically the ship as it went down, whenever yeah. it went down. Uh, okay, so keep all this in mind. So this is the whole dangerous situation that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Death Race 2000 in yeah, steamships. Really Dude, actually, if they were going to make, if they were going to remake Death Race 2000 oh, on, on steamships in the 1850s, God, I would God, buy God, that would tickets. be so good. I, <laughs> I would buy seven tickets. <laughs> Uh, okay. So with all that context in mind, mm-hmm. I want to share with you the stories of the ghosts of South Manitou Island. Mm-hmm. Our first contestant is, <laughs> uh, there was a woodcutter who is, I, the, the term woodcutter kept coming up. I guess lumberjacks are like the Pacific Northwest, but if you're out of there, you're a woodcutter. I don't know. It feels like a very strange term. I want, well, yeah, I wonder if maybe woodcutter... I, I I would have to imagine, yeah, it's the person that cuts down the wood and, you know, removes the branches and, you know, throws it in the river or whatever. I wouldn't think it'd be like a lumber mill type person. That's true. So you're yeah. just, you're just like the raw tree. Yeah. Yeah. Down. You're out there with the big, you know, two-handed saw, you know. Okay. Okay. Lots of woodcutters in South Manitou. Like I said, mm-hmm. lumber was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one woodcutter and his wife and they were struggling financially as so many of us do, so many of us blue collar, hardworking Michigan folk do. <laughs> and so he decided um, he would go out. It was getting close to the holidays. He wanted to go out. Um, money, extra money would be helpful uh, mm-hmm. for, you know, presents and stuff. And mm-hmm. he decided he would go fishing. He wasn't like a great fisherman, but he was okay. And he would go fishing to try to catch enough fish to, to sell on the mainland and raise a few bucks. Okay, like this really sounds like like an Aesop's fable or something like that. So then, <laughs> so then this lion showed up, and it was like a talking lion. It was like, I will trade go? you three fish for one tree. <laughs> oh, that's a good. So he takes his boat out, but it's late in the season. It's getting close to winter, which, mm-hmm. as we've noted, is really dangerous times for uh, Lake Michigan. The weather is pretty bad, but it you know wasn't. It's kind of borderline. His wife is begging him not to go, but he's like. It's going to be fine. Hey, mm-hmm. chill. It's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> anyway, now he's a ghost. Anyway, so he goes out, uh, of course, and um, and uh, he, to, to do his little fishing trip, and he doesn't come back. Now, hmm. the wife takes it pretty hard. <laughs> she, <laughs> she liked him a lot. And yeah. Well, this island doesn't seem like probably the easiest place to socialize either. Or like like, live. Like, what are people doing here? I don't don't know. (laughs) You drag me to this island in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by ghosts and shipwrecks and misery. Now, everyone else is like, you know, I'm pretty sure he died in the, like, while fishing. Like, the lake has been really brutal and it's winter, you know. 
and they're you know trying to console her and stuff and she refuses to believe that he died on the boat like she just like okay I, for whatever reason i don't know why she refuses to believe it and she sort of like kind of snaps here and so she's insisting to everyone he didn't die in the boat he's too good of a fisherman for that but he's not even a fisherman so it feels like a weird thing to say <laughs> he was so bad of a woodcutter they didn't take up fishing but he was so good at fishing that he definitely didn't die fishing yeah and so she insists that he actually has left her for a woman on the mainland. That's like the fiction that she's created in her life. Okay. Which, I mean, could be true. So she, like I said, she kind of snaps with all this. And she she decides she's going to wait for him to come back. She's like looking for him to come back. And she begins walking the beaches on the eastern side of the island, looking for his boat, um, waiting for him to return. And... S- she does this every day okay. and every yeah, night. Probably not a lot to do on the island, so... Other than pace. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, really, what else you can take up? Woodcutting or <laughs> fishing um, or pacing. Those are the three main hobbies on the island, it yeah. seems like. So she nails this one. She's she's a champion pacer. Uh, she spends a lot of time just walking up and down the beaches looking for him. At night, she'll uh, get a lantern and she'll, you know, she'll have that and she'll... She'll just wait for him. But now she also thinks that he has left her for someone else, right? So she wants to look beautiful for him when he returns to try to get him back. Which Instead of just looking angry for him. Which, I mean, <laughs> Right. Well, you know, men don't like angry women, Patrick. They want women who are <laughs> docile and beautiful and not uh, angry and, <laughs> you know. I'm sure this real. is what he saw in the mainland woman, so I don't want to go yep. screwing this up twice. So she, her whole thing became, she would like put on makeup and like dresses and like nice clothing and things. And she would wander the beaches just waiting for him. And her friends were like, hey, it's not safe out here. It's really, it's becoming winter. The weather's terrible. It's really cold. Like you have to come home. And she's like, I won't. And she's not eating. She's just like obsessed with being on the beach, like waiting for him to come home. And so he takes her over and they can't get her to come back. And so she stays on the beach until one morning the weather has gotten colder and colder and her friends go out to check on her and they find her body on the beach. She is wearing a fresh uh, layer of makeup and a dress and high heels lying dead across some rocks on the beach. High heels. Yep. Like I'm sorry. High heels look hard enough, obviously to begin with high heels on a beach. Yep. I don't even, maybe, actually, well. Well, it could be better. Yeah, if you're going to sink maybe the. Maybe that's easier, that's, actually. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's like wearing snowshoes, kind of. Like, kind of, you know, stake yourself in on mm-hmm. every step. Okay, never mind. No, I don't right, think it's how snowshoes work, but that's. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, you can see her. Uh, she still wanders. She wanders the beaches still mm-hmm. looking for uh, for her husband, who has certainly died at sea. Um, <laughs> So that's our first ghost. But there are so many more. So. Now going back to the whole the whole shipping thing, mm-hmm. at this time in the 1800s, cholera was a big problem. <laughs> Very popular. <laughs> it's famously so, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the passenger ships that were going to Chicago were coming were carrying European immigrants mm-hmm. to Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And so what a lot of these ships ended up having in their hulls was cholera epidemics, basically, like people would have it, and then it spreads very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so like by the time ships would get to the Manitou passage, which was, you know, nearly the end of their journey, there were typically on a lot of these passenger ships, there would be like quite a few dead bodies from like people who had died from cholera. Sure. Okay. And that's not a great 
situation. <laughs> <laughs> the dead bodies on the very small boat with you. Yeah, I, I, I believe it. Yeah. So you're like in the room with some dead bodies. That's not cool. Mm. And so one of the, and the Manitou Islands were kind of, I mean, they're very, they're a wild place, even though they're mm-hmm, so close sure. to the mainland. Um, and so it became kind of common for ships to dock there and then they would dock, they would, they would send the, oh no, it's not good. They would send the crew out to dig these big pits and they would just uh-huh. toss the dead bodies into these pits and mm-hmm. into mass graves and just mm-hmm. cover them and leave. Um, so this was actually a pretty common practice. I mean, what's the difference between that and just throwing them off? The, I mean, not to get too callous about it, but what's the difference between that and just throwing them off the side of the boat and just keep on putting along? Well, in Lake Michigan, it's so shallow in some places. Like, if you do that, you're going to look down and be like, hey, Fred. <laughs> and that's not very respectful. Um, but that's not the big problem. The bigger problem is that some of these ships would also say, we're not going to go into Chicago with people who have contracted cholera but who aren't yet dead. Okay. And we don't have a lot of faith that they're going to pull through anyway. Mm -hmm. So they would actually throw live people into these pits as well. (laughs) And they would bury them alive. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's, that's a ghost recipe if there ever was one. It's like if you were intent on setting out on making a ghost, that's Mm -hmm. top five for sure. Mm -hmm. I think putting a surgical center in your main floor of your house is one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Burying people alive in mass graves. That's, that's mm-hmm. number two. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Sure. So, um, so there are a bunch, there's quite a few mass graves near the Harbor, uh, on South Manitou Island. And, uh, the, the word on the street is that, uh, those buried passengers who were not dead, they still, uh, they still moan. If you go at midnight, you can hear them moaning. And on the oh. anniversaries of their deaths, they rise and they walk the Island for the night. Sounds like a fun island, really. I mean, it's, it's yeah. There's a lot of fun activity. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it seems a lot of like Airbnbs. Um, yeah. Things like that out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, in the 1800s, um, I think earlier 1800s, there was a ship that wrecked at the mouth of the harbor, as so many ships have done. Now, this one sank mm. to the bottom, and um, it had 15 Native Americans locked in its hold. So oh. this was not a good ship. <laughs> this was this was a problematic ship, and uh, most of the crew escaped as it was sinking. Mm-hmm. They were like, no, right. they're bailing, but they because, like yeah, just stepped off the side of the boat as it was going down. Yeah, right. But these fifteen indigenous people were locked in the hold, and so mm-hmm. they could not escape, and so they 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 drowned at the bottom of the, of the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and because the water is so cold, and because the sand, like all the conditions are right, um, mm-hmm. this boat is still there, and those bodies are still largely intact inside that boat. Oh. Mm, 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 mm. Mm-hmm. And now on stormy nights, mm-hmm. people on the island say they can hear wailing on the lake from that spot, like the cries of people drowning and freezing on, uh, on foundering ships. It's no. just, go ahead, please. No, no, I, I mean, I, it's, I mean, it's, it's at some point I, I have to figure like the ships start wrecking and like stacking on top of each other to where it's like hard to keep track of how many ships are actually down there in the pile. We'll talk about that actually. <laughs> that phenomenon. It becomes a real concern at one point. Actually. Yeah, it, it does. It's, it's a real thing that we will get to. Don't worry. Um, so this, this story is just the, the one of the, the 15 native Americans. This is just one of very many stories about shipwrecks 
mm-hmm. and ghosts uh, that result from that. Um, there are just a ton, but for the sake of our <laughs> of our of our evening and not making this five hour podcast, um, that's kind of one that we're gonna um, just you know use as kind of a um, an example. But I think it's worth noting that there were so many shipwrecks and so many dead people were recovered from these shipwrecks um, in uh, in the bay there that uh, they they the the people of South Manitou actually created two cemeteries. Mm-hmm. One of them is on the north side of the island. That's for like the people who live there, and the other mm-hmm. one is on the south side. It's like right next to the harbor. It's called the Crescent Bay Cemetery. And they built it specifically for all the bodies they pulled from the lake. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that, that is definitely a problem that needs to be solved, admittedly. Yeah. But, um, and if you walk through that graveyard today, you will mm-hmm. see, you know, obviously you see a ton of gravestones. Mm-hmm. One of the gravestones you will see is a cross. And there are some words carved into the cross. And those words read, human skeleton found on dunes, 1933. At one point in 1933, (laughs) they just found a skeleton on the sand dunes of this island. No one knows how it got there. Mm -hmm. No one knows how long it had been there. Did it wash up from the shore? Was it a murder? Was it, who knows? It was bones. It was a full skeleton, but down to the bone that no one had seen before. It just mm-hmm. showed up there. Yeah. Living here my whole life. <laughs> I not remember this guy at all. And uh, so, and now he is buried in the cemetery. And his marker just says, human skeleton found on dunes, 1933. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, okay, so, South Manitou, as an island, allegedly, um, it has a lighthouse. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the world's shittiest lighthouse. I mean, <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, it is the world's <laughs> shittiest lighthouse. It's six and a half feet tall. It's a dude with a candle. His we name will is talk Eric. about <laughs> the shittiness of this lighthouse in a second. Um, <laughs> before we get there, I feel like you're really dialed into this story. You really, uh, you really get Lake Michigan Island life, and I like that. So there's a lighthouse, of course. It's a shipping island. And uh, like all lighthouses, it is haunted, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I assume is true. Like all lighthouses have to be haunted, right? I, I, I like it, if if you're gonna have a lighthouse that like appears in film or any sort of you know cultural item, it's it has to be haunted. Like yeah. there, it's it, it really doesn't serve any other purpose besides being haunted. Like this is the haunted you know. thing. Yeah. Have exactly, you ever yeah. been to a lighthouse that you thought like this? No, it's not haunted. I no. Yeah. You go. <laughs> Have you ever been to a lighthouse? Mm, also no. Oh, okay. But uh, you know. But you can imagine what it'd be like if you went to a lighthouse. It would definitely I mean, I, feel haunted. Yeah. Yeah. I've 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 seen I've seen the movie The Lighthouse. That movie was very very scary. Gosh, I haven't. Seen, I really I have not seen oh, that yet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm very. Is that the, the Willem Dafoe and um, and, and uh, Batman? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. See that. Uh, anyway, so this one is haunted like all like they all are. This one is haunted mm-hmm. because specifically there were two light keepers in 1878. Mm-hmm. Their names were Aaron and Julia Sheridan. Now, Aaron and Julia had three children. One of them was a baby at this point. And they decided to uh, to to take a boat out to the mainland. 
So it was mm-hmm. Aaron and Julia and the baby. The two older kids stayed behind. <clears throat> and the other three went out um, to the mainland. Mm-hmm. They went to the boat. And uh, Lake Michigan waters being what they are, they got mm-hmm. really unpredictable. They got just huge waves. And the boat capsized. Mm-hmm. And none of the three of them ever surfaced even. Oh. They just hmm. instantly drowned. And which is horrible enough already. So of course people in right. their infant, you know, it's a huge mm-hmm. tragedy made, uh, made quite a lot worse by the fact that they hadn't actually gone too far out. And so the other two children were on the beach watching. Oh, ooh. it is the, <laughs> the worst fucking yeah. thing. Um, <clears throat> and so these two kids, you know, spent, uh, quite a lot of time, um, you know, racing around the, the beach, waiting for their parents to show up, <clears throat> to, sure. you know, break yeah. through the waters, and that yeah. that has never happened. Mm-hmm. So that didn't that didn't go well. Um, <laughs> and uh, and now to this day, Aaron and Julie still haunt the lighthouse, mm-hmm. and people who have worked in the lighthouse have said that um, they'll be there and they'll just hear people climbing the stairs. They'll hear conversations mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. Um, when when they are the only person there um so, they will, yeah. so it um, I'm sorry, hang, hang on. so at this time they were the ones in charge of the lighthouse yeah they were the keepers of the lighthouse okay like i don't know a whole lot about lighthouses but i'm pretty sure the first rule is don't someone's always got to be at the lighthouse i mean i well this was daytime <laughs> so... sure yeah but they were taking <laughs> a boat far enough offshore i'm imagining you know from Island to sh- to mainland and back is probably more than one day's journey in a fucking rowboat or whatever the hell they were in. I don't know. I could row seven miles in, uh, <laughs> and I, I want to say 30 minutes. <laughs> with, an, with an infant in the boat with you, with your spouse screaming at you to fucking slow down and stop making <laughs> Boy, the boat maybe, move so you know much. What? Maybe he capsized on purpose. <laughs> when you put it like that. Yeah, I don't know. That's I mean that's an interesting point, but I they don't they didn't have the luxury of um of having mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe there to to man it while they were gone. So they had to, you know, they did their best. They I'm sure they planned on being back before mm-hmm. evening. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the other two the other two kids, like when they watch their parents, you know, capsize and, and drown, they're probably like, Oh does this mean we have to take care of the lighthouse forever now? <laughs> that's probably what this means, doesn't it? God. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Aaron and Julia still haunt the lighthouse today. <clears throat> no word on the baby. It's weird the baby's not involved. Like a baby ghost would even really notice. I mean, they sleep. Yeah, they would time. fucking scream constantly. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the best part about having a baby is knowing mm-hmm. that soon they won't be a baby anymore because they will stop <laughs> screaming like baby scream. But a baby ghost is always a baby ghost. Exactly. So, so there's no... That, that would be pretty bad. So my hope is that the baby has actually had no unfinished business because it was a baby and there was just like you get to you you get you get through you get to pass uh-huh. on uh your parents though their whole fucking job was to keep the lighthouse going so they're they're, they're cursed they're, i'm sorry they, you, they, you guys yeah. are super cursed correct uh, for for literal eternity yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um so that's so lighthouse haunted thusly <laughs> now the lighthouse as uh as we have as we've mentioned was not a very good lighthouse and actually, it was it was pretty popularly known for not being nearly bright enough. <laughs> and to give you an idea, and again, like this is a, the most fucking treacherous part of Lake Michigan, one yeah. of the most treacherous parts of of water in the country. Yeah. And if you're like, going to put a good lighthouse somewhere, this would probably be the place to put it. You know, 
Uh, but like Cape Cod, where you know <clears throat> no one's going to come come close to any of those places. But no, it's right here. This is where you need a two hundred foot tall lighthouse. You need a fucking like, like high beams, mm-hmm. always. Uh huh. <laughs> you need the light of a star in this fucking lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah, like yeah, like that scene in Lord of the Rings where they keep lighting the huge, <laughs> yeah. the huge flames Sauron on top of the tower. The- that <laughs> is what you need. That is what you need at the top of this tower you need the right tower here. Tower of Sauron. Yeah, but instead you've st- you've got like an eight year old and a ten year old that have been orphaned in the top of this place. They're like holding up cigarette lighters. Like that boat see us? No, no, he's coming oh, right no. for us. So for so for whatever reason the light was never very bright in the lighthouse and just to illustrate how not bright the light was and this is a fucking great story and I have I as far as I can tell it's it's a true story I've verified it on several sources in the 1800s um there was a a, a Lake Michigan pirate and his name was Joe Perry <laughs> from Aerosmith? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it was his great-grandfather. I mean, I knew he was old, but I mean, uh, it's, I, I'll, I'll believe it. That's fine. That's, we can go on. This is, I have never heard of a lake pirate before, and I was so excited <laughs> to research this. Oh, you know, it's, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we go, we rob the, rob the boat sometimes, you know, and sometimes the wind blows real hard. You know, there's the lots of fish, way. which is nice. It's good. Yeah, uh, you know, go pack, huh? Go pack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you know, sometimes we we uh, get some pork chops and we uh, roast them there on the beach, and then we go uh, rob you of your doubloons. Yeah, <laughs> we think you know how it goes. We uh, we got these maps, and they take us to uh, to the treasure. I yeah. uh, you know we get yeah, it's, the, the. It's dooms. not a big map. No. It's not a big map. It's not a big lake, really. You no. know, yeah. So it's uh pretty small, pretty small, pretty small. Uh, but go bears. I fucking love the idea of a lake pirate. It's so good. Like I just, it's just the best. So I'm really, I'm, I'm imagining a lake pirate is in like a John boat, you know, just like with the, with a little trolling motor on the back. Hey, give me your fucking money. I was just so confused. Like I, okay, I guess. Thank you. Well, he's Midwestern, so he's gonna be polite for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I bump in you with my boat? Anyway, give me like 30 bucks. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh, oh. sorry. Oh, let me just squeeze through here. Uh, So Joe Perry, real pirate, real lake pirate. He would take advantage of the fact that the, uh, the South Manitou lighthouse light was so dim. He would go across to across the passage to um, Sleeping Bear Point, the nearest part of the mainland. And he would literally hang up a lantern which is not bright famously right uh, yeah yeah and ships would get so confused by the two lights that seem to be of equal brightness <laughs> that some of them would go toward uh the lantern they would go toward sleeping yeah. bear point which has a ter- it's not a harbor you cannot dock yeah. a boat there and they would go there thinking this is the lighthouse this is where we're going to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they would go there and they would run ashore <laughs> and then Joe Perry would just like jump on the ship and go, ha ha, <laughs> I've done it. Yeah. Like moths to a minuscule flame. <laughs> you have fallen into my draft. Oh, it's just a fucking great story. I mean, he didn't have to like be on the lake to be a pirate. He could just be on the shore and just hang a lantern. <laughs> but apparently this is true. Both, uh, that's like the best of both worlds, really. I mean, you don't have to, you have to spend, you know, two or three years at sea, yeah. um, <laughs> you know. 
Yeah. Drinking your own pee and all that kind of stuff. No, I mean, you're sitting there on the beach. Yeah. You've got your little, uh, you got your cooler there. You got some mm-hmm. uh, some Milwaukee's best on ice. Mm-hmm. You're just mm-hmm. waiting. Exactly. Um, so that's how bad the lighthouse light was. Like people couldn't determine which one was the real one between that and a fucking lantern. So it was, fa- <laughs> it was actually famously a bad lighthouse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a lantern seven miles away. Like, is that the lighthouse or is this the lighthouse? Ah, it's I, they're both the same thing. Yeah. I don't really know. Which lends a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know uh, of it, it, a lot of it sheds a lot of light, <laughs> ironically, mm. on um, why there were so many shipwrecks because this fucking light was garbage. Yeah, apparently, like the world's best ship captains weren't the ones you know shooting the uh, right. the Manitowoc Passage here, right? <laughs> More, more, more like more like the the captain from that Costa Concordia. It's like you know a couple hundred of him. That's really the caliber of what you got here. Um, so the lighthouse was eventually it wasn't decommissioned until 1958. Now I don't know. Did they just like wait till it fell over or something? It doesn't sound like it was in great shape this entire time. I maybe they spent all the budget on the structure and not not on the bulb. <laughs> I don't know. We forgot something. We forgot something. I know we forgot something. <laughs> anyway. It looks great though, right? Like the pictures yeah. look great. Yeah. Right? Like the, yeah. It's got like the stripe all the way around it. It's Everything mostly white, really, but some black. Really it looks nice. really good. Yeah. And a nice flat concrete top. Anyway, let's just go back home, guys. I think we're done here. It's got the best wick we could find. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with it. <laughs> So 1958, it's decommissioned. Now, two years after the lighthouse is decommissioned, um, we get the beginnings of the, the, the biggest ghost story on the island. All right. So 1960, there's a ship in Chicago, and it's called the Francisco Morazan. <laughs> I think that's how you have to say it, legally speaking. With some gusto. Yes. It was, I think, a Portuguese vessel. I would, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would, I, I wouldn't argue with that. It reached Chicago, um, and it was doing its thing there. And um, this was on November 27th in 1960. Now, November 27th is, as you know, pretty late in the year, in the calendar mm-hmm. year. A bit, calendar. a bit, especially in, in Chicago. Right. Yeah. So it's pretty the weather miserable. Yeah. Mm-hmm, getting bad. The lake is getting pretty bad. So the plan actually was for the Francisco Marazan to not leave Chicago. It was going to just hang out there for the winter. Okay. Yeah. Wait until yeah, winter. Chicago. Over. Yeah. yeah. Chicago in the winter. It's, yeah. Yeah. Lovely. You just, beautiful. It's, <laughs> you want to really yeah. experience it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You want those negative 40 wind chills for sure. Like you're not going to get that mm-hmm. in Portugal. So yeah. <laughs> soak yeah. it in. When I'm sure the boss, yeah. When I'm sure the boss of the boat is like, you're not getting a hotel room downtown. We're staying on the boat. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't want to stay on the boat. <laughs> so, well, and for that reason, they were like, you know what? We're going to, we're going to go. We're going to leave. Yeah. And Portugal in November is a little bit nicer than Chicago in November. So I think we're just going to risk it. Now, everyone was telling them, like, this is a bad idea. Like, the waters are getting bad. Like, you don't understand what it's like here <laughs> at this time of year. It's not a good idea. Please don't go. And they thought, I'm going to go back. No, I'm going back to Portugal where it's it's better than this. And so um, the captain made the decision, like, fuck it. We're going to go. 
Now, this captain, he was 24 years old. Really? Which is not very old. <laughs> no, like, boy, the decisions I made when I was 24 are mm-hmm. not decisions I would make now. That's correct. Let's just say. I, I, I witnessed a lot of those, <laughs> and you witnessed a lot of mine, and uh, let's never speak of them again. <laughs> oh, man. If I was 24 and somebody was like, hey, Patrick, do you want to command a <laughs> building the size of a football field that floats... <laughs> And just sail it all around the world. I mean, I to be honest, if you were 24 and they asked you that, you would probably say, I do want to do that. I do. <laughs> I that's do. exactly what I want to do. I'm ready. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not entirely sure what I want to do, but that seems like it could that be. Seems yeah. seems pretty cool. Take the Empire State Building, lay it down in the middle of Lake Michigan, and <laughs> sail it around. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty cool way to, uh, to you know, build the Empire State Building is only eight stories tall. Yeah. So it's not that big, but <laughs> all the same, you know. I was listening to that today. It just killed me. I forgot about that line. <laughs> uh, boy. Okay, anyway. So uh, so he's 24 years old, and this is his first captain ship. Is that what they call it? Cap- That's probably not what they call it. I don't have a better word for it, so I'm going to go with, yeah. This yeah, is the first, first time he's been a captain of a boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, it's his first command. That's what he said. Oh, okay. So he's 24. He's not very experienced. His first time creating a boat. Mm -hmm. And he decides we're going to go for it, even though everyone is telling him not to go for it. Um, (laughs) So you can see where this is headed. Oh, yeah. It's made even worse by the fact that he has. So the captain has a wife. Her name is Anastasia. Mm -hmm. She's 29. She's also on the boat. Oh, man. You take you 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 take your take your girlfriend on tour with you, really? <laughs> um, also, Anastasia is pregnant. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, with their so, second child. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe they maybe they they picked up Anastasia in like Toledo or something like that. <laughs> no. And- no, this is this is legit. This is the wife, <laughs> and uh, so she's pregnant. The first child is also on board with them. His whole family is there. Wife, child, and then the wife is pregnant with the second child. Pregnant with the second at twenty four. Ouch. Well, she's twenty nine. Well, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So she kind of she, she's, so she's it up a little bit. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all in this ship, and again, he says, "Like, you know what? We should we should mm. roll the dice." <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Play. <laughs> I'm sure, well, and, and so now now the everything's kind of starting to fall into place. You know, like he's got the. Got the European wife. She's like, you want me to stay in Chicago? <laughs> oh, you think all it's, winter? Oh, so you're wife shaming yeah. now? So you're saying I'm absolutely yeah. In in this in this case in this genre, Patrick's this, phone number is three one four. I would be stunned if that was not the actual story behind all this. Option gonna, two would be kind of the, the poll. Option two would obviously be like the the chauvinistic, like I'm going to show everybody in front of my wife how brave I am, and I'm going to risk all y'all's lives. So either A or B in this case, and neither really matters because either way they set sail, and they're all dead now, and it's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they set sail, um, and they're going across Lake Michigan, and it's going okay for the first day. <laughs> mm-hmm. now, the problem is the second day comes up, yeah. and on the second day a 40 mile per hour wind starts blowing out of the Northwest mm-hmm. and it's just like the lake is going crazy. Like the waves are huge. It's just going bananas and the waves eventually swamp the decks 
There's freezing water. Again, this is end of November. Yeah. It's freezing mm-hmm. water at this point. Yeah. 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 Wind coming out of the Northwest. That's wind coming straight out of Canada. Yeah. You know, a bitter, bitter wind <laughs> sweeping so across the lake. At 40 miles an hour. And so it's just, mm-hmm. it, the the ship is just like soaked and freezing. And there's like all this, you know, all, it, it's, it's wind and cold. And there's fog too, because it was a little warmer down south, but now this cold wind mm-hmm. is coming down. So there's all this fog. The wind has brought some snow. There's a mm-hmm. snowstorm. Visibility mm-hmm. is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't see. It's really foggy. There's lots of snow. There's a cold wind and waves that are crashing onto the deck of your boat. Mm-hmm. This captain has made a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> He's like quickly Googling how to turn boat around fast. <laughs> so he can't see anything. And that is made very evident when he crashes into South Manitou Island. <laughs> Made it! <laughs> wow, Portugal, <laughs> we're here. It sure looks funny, but boys, it looked like it's less dangerous than where we just were. So get off the boat, everybody. <laughs> so they crash in the southwest corner, which is the opposite side of the island from uh, the harbor and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, any any port in a storm, or uh, any part of the island in a storm? <laughs> I guess. Sure. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, so. There we go. Now, okay. They crash, and it's not good. Oh, it's not like a good crash. It's not a good crash. It's a bad crash. (laughs) However, it is good in the sense that everyone on the ship is still alive. Yeah, again. It's a fucking miracle. Yeah, yeah. Any landing you can walk away from. Mm -hmm. I think think that that rule probably applies for boats, right? Uh, (laughs) I I, I think, sure. Yeah, it is. It's a ghost podcast. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to be wrong in this case here. But yeah, okay. <laughs> Everything worked out really cool for these guys. It was totally fine. They lived there. They uh, well, we'll with local culture, and uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. So the boat is the boat's the boat's the boat's done. The boat's wrecked. Yeah, the boat's <laughs> it's not, it's not, not a boat anymore. <laughs> um, but it's stuck there for a few days. But while they're there, like uh, everyone is fine. They have some food and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They they radio. The radio works. So they radio mm-hmm. their situation. Yeah, a helicopter comes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's technology. Like practically yesterday. <laughs> okay. Uh, a helicopter comes and actually airlifts the the pregnant wife out of the okay. situation. Brings her to a safe place. Mm-hmm. And the in the in the child, the okay. uh, the living child, the, mm-hmm. the the you know the born the world child. the world yeah. walking child. What do we call that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're fine. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, uh, other boats arrive and they take everyone off the 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 wrecked boat. Everyone survives. That's great news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is great news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but it's a ghost <laughs> podcast, so... So the wreck of the Francisco Marzón mm-hmm. is still there today. And you sure, can yeah. see it very clearly from the island. It's like, it's mm. it's very yeah. close to like the beach <laughs> of the island because it like, it rammed up yeah. on the shallows. Yeah. And it's still there and they haven't moved it. Um, so fast forward a few years from the wreck. Mm-hmm. To I didn't have a year on this, but it was I think eighties maybe, okay seventies or eighties. Um, they at this point people have been leaving the island for a long time. Like again in the eighteen hundreds, it was a big logging community. Mm-hmm. Like early nineteen hundreds, it's like 
people hate it. <laughs> it's sure, uh, yeah. lots of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> They're being haunted constantly. <laughs> um, the timber is not what it used to be. It's it's a pretty small island, so like you you log everything, and like there's no more logging yeah. to do. Yeah. And even then, like, how, how do you get off the island? It's not, you know, not like yeah, it's the, not great in the Pacific Northwest where you just kind of roll it down the hill onto the yeah, <laughs> right. So, um, so people have been steadily leaving the island, and that's kind of sped up throughout the 20th century. That happened more quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a few farms on the island, but you know, those also like, it, it, you know, you have a farm on the island, yeah. but like, if everyone's leaving, like, who are you selling this produce? You get to like sail it all sure. to the main, like, whatever. Yeah. So everyone's leaving the island. Mm-hmm. This is this is about the time when the National Park Service stepped in and was like, we'll just take this over yeah, because it's almost abandoned. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't quite abandoned because there was the last farming family on the island was the Riker family. Mm-hmm. They had a son named Ronald Riker. He went by Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie That's Riker. Yeah. Uh, which is a great like porn star name. Ronnie Riker. Yeah, or like a like a like a Marvel villain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's same. Same <laughs> thing. A few days after his 18th birthday, Ronnie and one of his friends decided to swim out to the wreck of the Francisco Marazón. Sure. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure that's that's a very. It's got to be a very pastime. popular thing yeah, to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would I, totally do that. Obviously, they are not the first to do this. <laughs> like yeah. Just... It's been sitting there for 25 years. Yeah. Sure everyone has been there, and yeah. So they go out there. And they swim out there, and they um, they're kind of playing around on the um, the the wreckage that's you know accessible, mm-hmm. and there's a a rope hanging from some I don't know some yeah, arm some, above the deck that's yeah, hanging down to the water or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Ronnie tells his friend like I think I can climb up this and get onto the deck and like get on the boat. Mm-hmm. And his friend is like I don't think it's a good idea, dude. <laughs> I don't think we mm-hmm. should do that. Um, Ronnie's like I'm going to do it. And so Ronnie climbs the rope and he gets onto mm-hmm. the deck. And his oh. idea is he's going to get up to like the top, the top deck of the ship. Yeah. And like, you know, ah. yeah. Um, this would be like a TikTok challenge if this was, <laughs> if this was 2022. <laughs> um, so he's going to do this. And his friend's like, I, man, please don't like, so Ronnie, but Ronnie goes for it. His friend feels so uncomfortable with this. He's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, trying to get him to come down, but Ronnie doesn't come down, so his friend mm-hmm. actually leaves. His friend okay. goes away. Yeah. So Ronnie's by himself on the boat. While on the boat, best guess is that he was trying to climb up to the upper deck and slipped and fell. And as he fell into, he fell down toward the deck. Mm-hmm. Probably hit his head on something. Sure. And actually fell into um, the hold that was submerged underwater. Oh, And he okay. drowned down there. Okay. So Ronnie Riker drowned in the ship. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just a tragic accident. It could happen to any of us. Correct. Any of us, that are, any of us yeah. who are climbing around <laughs> on <laughs> the decks of a sunken ship boats. in Lake Michigan. Yeah. Uh, and so people obviously went out there to go help him um, mm-hmm. to go figure out, you know, Ronnie's not coming back. Where should we go? So yeah. people would go out there. Um, they found his body. They removed the body. They, right. you know, hey, mm-hmm. burial yep. and things. Yeah. Um, but ever since then, mm-hmm. people who... Now, like, when they, when they brought his body in, did they have to figure out which graveyard to throw him in? It's a... I mean, God, it's good because he is like, he's, you know? he's a resident, but also... Yeah. 
Yeah, he died doing stupid shit on the boat in the harbor. It's a so good question. Good question. Maybe I would. They, um, maybe, yeah, I split would, the difference. Yeah, you know. <laughs> they yeah. they buried him in the middle of the island. Just yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> so uh, ever since then, people who go out to the shipwreck. So there are tours, of course, that go out there and check it out. There are mm. still kids who go out and swim out, and um, people would go out there and they would climb up and they would look through the portholes into mm-hmm. the sunken part of the ship like because it's like mm-hmm. at a weird angle you could look down through a porthole into the water filled mm-hmm. cabin and they would see ronnie staring back at them oh he would swim up to the porthole and put his face there and like be slamming his hands against the glass begging to be let out oh wow and apparently so many people saw this that eventually the uh i, I there's no government you know i don't know the the leaders the of the island, service, whoever yeah. whoever yeah. makes the decisions there, yeah, um, they put they put shutters over all the portholes so that you couldn't see into there anymore to see Ronnie, because his ghost I mean, is down there trying to escape. That's like a little mean to the ghost, though. Yeah, I can't imagine if you're the ghost. You're uh, like, what the fuck? Like that's all I got. I I think it it's also not great though for the ghost to like. <laughs> Be, sl- be like, get me out of here. And people be like, oh, <laughs> and yeah. then like walking away. I like, oh, no, you saw me. So I don't, I don't know that it's worse for the ghost. Uh, this, this seems like how you, this seems like, like how you make a super ghost. I mean, let's, let's be honest. That's how you make a really like vengeful ghost. It's like a before Marvel a, ghost. Yeah. Like before it was, you know, it was Ronnie's own stupidity, but now, you know, you're like, oh, this is detestable, watching Ronnie struggle for air as a ghost. Let's just cover up all these portholes. And then Ronnie becomes something else. So what do you think would be the better solution? Um, You know, uh, let him out. I think that's an obvious one. Now, he is a ghost. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's a good solution. I was hoping they were going to go with that. Uh, oh, was it? <clears throat> where was it? Was it in somewhere on the, on the West Coast where they had like the huge blue whale? That beached itself. Oh, no. Don't and, say you're going to dynamite Ronnie. And, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? We're really scared of this ghost. All the kids keep swimming out there to look at the ghost. We're just going to dynamite the ship until Ronnie just goes away. Don't dynamite Ronnie, you <laughs> fucking monster. How is that better than putting shutters I, on it? <laughs> I, I, not that that's an idea. I'm just saying, I, like, that was kind of where I was afraid it was going. Was the park service going to be like, well, we got a bunch of extra dynamite from whenever we built that bridge. So let's just go dynamite some ships for, for a few Boy, days. that whale dynamite story is so good, too, because oh my God. there were people who were standing miles away, but not mm. still not far enough. And they just yeah. got coated with <laughs> whale intestines, like, from two miles away. They just got <laughs> fucking slammed with blood and whale guts. Uh, oh. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, South Manitou Island is, it's fucking chock-a-block with ghosts. Mm-hmm. And if you go there today, again, it's a national park, so you can go and camp. There's no inhabitants. Um, mm-hmm. But there are uh, there are lots of hikers, lots of campers. Many of them have claimed to see some of these ghosts, all of these ghosts, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the rangers there. And as I started the episode with, you will remember that um, at least one ranger, and this is verified and documented, like mm. literally pulled his gun on his fellow rangers, <laughs> like screaming at them to let him off the island because he couldn't take the ghosts anymore. And I checked and that guy is, uh, he's still alive and he is no longer park ranger, <laughs> which is great. Um, he's in the private sector now doing, 
I don't know what, but um, mm-hmm. apparently is living a quiet life in uh, in a very rural part of the country, <laughs> which sounds uh, sounds good for him. Yeah, I'm very happy for him. Yeah. Any questions, thoughts, concerns? No, poor Ronnie. Poor Ronnie. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who? Who among us haven't done hasn't done something like super dipshit when we were that age? Well, it was really. Tale. I was, you know, reading up on these stories and like, you never know, <laughs> obviously they're all true, but you never know when you're reading mm-hmm. these ghost stories about like, what's, you know, what's, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. What's being fabricated on top of it. Yeah. I mean, none of them are, but, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, you never, you know, but I was reading up. So I thought the story of Ronnie was really interesting. So I was like looking for more um, information about it. And like one of the sites I saw, there was someone who um, who commented on the the post, and you know, again, who knows if this is true too? But supposedly, the commenter was the person who swam out with Ronnie and gave like a lot of like, he was like, I was Ronnie's friend, like we were really close, mm-hmm. and we did go out that day, and I I left because I told him not to go, and like he gave some mm-hmm. really kind of intimate details about the whole thing, and like seemed really still really sad, like it was really kind of hard to read actually, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I. It's Ronnie. Ronnie, I think, is the 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 hardest, the hardest, uh, hardest one to swallow of all these uh, these mm-hmm. South Manitoba ghosts. Mm-hmm. Cholera, huh? <laughs> Cholera death pits. Cholera death pits. Uh, so again, if you are enjoying this podcast, even though it talks about a lot of sad things, please give us uh, <laughs> a, a review on on wherever you listen to to your podcast. Tell your friends. Tell, your, tell your enemies. Tell, tell your, your mom. Enemy. If you like the podcast, tell your friends. If you hate the podcast, tell your enemies and your family, and mm-hmm. they, they'll listen to it. And that's going to be great for us. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Your, your editing job <laughs> next week is going to be miserable on this episode it's never not really so it's fine